Good afternoon, you're listening to Stone on Saturday for your sins. Lee Stone with you until six o'clock this evening and I'm joined in the studio now by Hayden Price, our resident journo. Come back for a second week, Hayden. Indeed, indeed I have and uh, second week even... As much news as there was last now week. Now, let's disregard the news for a minute. Have you had a good week? I have, I have. I well, have. I'm glad to hear it. Let's talk news. Okay, right. Um, have you had a good week? I have, actually, yeah. I can't remember why, but I've had quite a good week. Right, we've just talked Fair about the first... middling. We've just talked about the first lot of news. That's mm. unusual for you, isn't it, to have yeah, a good week? Yeah, no. Right, okay, anyway. So, this week, surrounded, as always, by evening mails, press cuttings, and uh, other bits of pieces of paper... Now, yeah, you have this knack of making yourself look busy, don't you? That's right. Yeah. Mm, that's the trick, I'm told. That's right. Anyway, back to the news. Princess Di had another one of her amazing encounters with somebody who needed help. Uh, now, basically, she was driving along in London. Some tourists flagged down the car, or she saw this tourist, trying to revive uh, a tramp and basically got involved and had a good eyeful and uh, sorted it all out. I think this is a really worrying story because... Didn't she sent off her security guard to go and get some help, um, which is all very good, all very good, uh, good Samaritan act and, and all that. And she went over to give what help she could. Lovely. But, I mean, surely that's really dangerous. A, a princess in the middle of Regent's Park uh, with a tramp and a tourist and very little protection. Not not very much protection at all, you're right. Um, it is it is a bit dangerous, I suppose. It's not the first time it's happened, though. Uh, the Queen did a similar thing when they uh, went by a motorway crash. They got rid of all the police, and she just virtually carried on alone in the car uh, because she sent the police to help. It, it is dangerous, but what gets me is how come Princess Di seems to manage to meet these people? I mean, I've never met anybody uh, in this position, yet she's met seemingly, you know, a good few by now. I mean, mm. we're always reading how she's helped someone. You mm. know, a bit uh, uh, surprising. But something that isn't bewildering is the fact that John Smith uh, was taken off to Iona today and was buried. And yesterday, of course, there was the memorial service where and sort of around a thousand people turned up and it was simultaneously relayed across many different churches and uh, to the cathedral here in Birmingham. And that was uh, actually an experiment. And the cathedral say that it went so well, they might actually do it again for a different event so that they can all worship together or get involved in the act of uh, um, worship or service with other churches across the country. And, uh, or the, even further afield. That's right. So basically, if you had a big event in America or so, maybe uh, the opening of the Olympics or the, you know, whatever, and they were having a religious service, they could beam it and people over the whole world could join in with it. And of course, from a Christian point of view, that's all very good because the idea, of course, is that God hears all your prayers all the time and hears your singing. So it doesn't matter where you are, they can join collectively. So that's uh, quite an interesting uh, technological development. Of course, they've been doing that for years in football they have they have you're <laughs> right but anyway that uh, right so now on from uh, that on to something a bit more interesting uh, which is garden police plodding plot watches here you are come again well, basically, a lot of people have their sheds broken into because they're not very secure. And next week's the Chelsea Flower Show in London. And what the gardeners are saying is that, for once, they've got to start stopping the criminals getting in. And one way to do that is to change the screws on their doors. And basically, so you can't screw them from the outside or unscrew them. Now, a lot of people 
don't know this, but shed manufacturers don't use these particular screws, which you can buy from decent hardware shops for about a pound twenty-five, and so they buy these twenty-pound chub sort of padlocks, and then somebody comes along and they simply unscrew the door rather than breaking down the padlock. Bizarre. And then they go and use the ladders from the shed uh, to break into the house. So Hansworth Police, as always at the forefront of crime and detection, um, have a policeman who's got an allotment, and he is the plodding, plotted policeman. And they... So you're saying to me that a burglar turns up to a house unprepared and says, oh, I haven't got the ladders to do it. Tell you what, I'll nip up the garden shed, nick the ladders, and then come back and... Take the TV out the top window. That's right, that's right. That, that is apparently what they're doing. And uh, something like 74% of burglaries occur from the back. And so many of those actually involve garden equipment from the shed. So the message is twofold, really. Don't get your gnome stolen. Protect them. And uh, basically, you know, save your house. And just one final thing on this is uh, that they've now introduced this gardener's um, on guard scheme whereby if your friend and you're on holiday and your friend goes up to water the beans or something, you need a little written permission slip to pick the beans and water the beans. And this will stop any unscrupulous people either bumping off your beans and murdering them callously in some sort of well, show it rivalry. Happens, doesn't it? Yeah. it does, it does. Just look at EastEnders. They take it seriously, don't they? They do, mm. they do. Just like us. Mm. Right, that's enough of that story. Now, another one... <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yes. Um, now, another one, very interesting story here, is that a woman has had to resit her driving test, not because she failed the first time, but because Swansea, the, the, the driving licence centre place, Indeed, has no... DVLA. That's right. Has no record of her ever having a driving licence. Oh, how terrible to have to go through it all twice. That's right, and that's what she said. And basically, she was in tears yesterday, Friday, when she actually took the test, or after she took the test. She, she passed luckily. And she said that she was nervous, she was frightened, she was going to fail, she was wondering about if she'd picked up any bad habits over nearly a quarter of a century. It's an interesting question, is it? Because how many of us, if we had to take our test again, would actually pass? That's a good one, isn't it? 021432 if you want to give us a call on that. Would you pass your driving test if you had to take it again tomorrow? Because, you know, you've got those little sneaky habits. And after you know, that commercial break, that's it. That wraps it up for me. Lovely. Thanks, Hayden. We'll see you again next week. How much do I get paid? We'll talk about it. <laughs>